takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it after the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to oh run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. Going to the right. Boise State for the win. They hand it off to Johnson. Boise State has won the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Let's go. Good snap. Good hold. And the kick is blocked. Appalachian State has stunned the college football world. One of the greatest upsets in sports history. doing well we are ramped up ready to go another what seems to be maybe a lackluster weekend but a lot of teams got some pretty tough games to go play yeah uh it's not uh not the greatest slate Dalt, but uh, we do have several top 25 matchups just some of them are not uh not extremely important i mean obviously there there are some implications related to them uh, you know for the teams involved uh, and then even, you know, as far as the playoff goes, it, you know, th- there are some important games, but just not not quite as stacked as some of the weekends that we've had uh, the last four or five weeks. Um, but Dalt, we uh, we've got some news uh, that actually dropped. Uh, I guess it was the day after we recorded our recap episode. Um, and that was that. uh Zach Arnett has been fired from Mississippi State. This is a few days old now, Um, but they decide to move on. You know, they have new leadership there at Mississippi State uh, with a new athletic director that they hired. Uh, This was kind of – they had hired, obviously, Arnett after the passing of Mike Leach. Um, They then got new leadership at the university, and I would say this was kind of his, you know – it's hard to say that the guy only had one year, a, a shot at it one year, but, you know, I would say we would both agree that we didn't expect too much out of Mississippi State this year, but probably expected a little bit more than what they laid out there. And so with that, Zach Arnett was fired. Well, I mean, if you ask Brandon Walker, they were the best team in the West going into this season. <laughs> uh right. He has quickly uh, retracted that statement. But, yes, um, Zach Arnett's out. That will be one of the lesser, like, popular, glamorous uh, hires that happens this offseason with what we consider to be kind of a pretty aggressive coaching carousel with yep. who's probably going to take the A&M job, where that job's going to hire from. But, uh, you know, just right off the rip, a coach that I'm pretty high on and have been high on since his days at Coastal Carolina and Jamie Chadwell kind of seems to be the running name with Mississippi State. So, you, uh, I- I'd love to see it. I think that he would do a good job there with the expectations being what they are at Mississippi State and 
he brings that kind of pistol run and shoot triple option look that I think could give a lot of teams right. trouble just because it's so so different and it gives you a lot to plan for. Yeah. Um, you know, Chadwell has been one of the names that's been brought up. Uh, there's been several names. I, you know, I would say Mississippi State, Dalt. It's, I would call it like a mid-tier college football job. Like, it, it, it's not a, it's not a bad job by any stretch of the imagination, but it's obviously not, you know, a top 10, top 20, top, I wouldn't even say probably top 30 job in the country. I mean, it is an SEC job. So, you know, there there is some potential there. But, you know, Mississippi State, just historically as a program, they're just, you know, they're probably second fiddle in their own state to Ole Miss. And then in the SEC, they're just kind of middle of the pack. Had some good years, had some really bad years. Uh, you know, Dan Mullen was able to do quite a bit of good there. Um, you know, back in the Dak Prescott days, uh, they're one of the few teams that can say they've had a, a number one college football playoff ranking, uh, you know, way back in, I think, 2015. It was like the very first ever edition of the rankings. They were the number one team in the country at that time. Uh, but you know, yeah, I, I just I believe they're fresh off a win over Alabama at yeah, that time. Yeah, and so um, you know, I know for me, a name that's been brought up, Jeff Lebby has you know because of his closeness with the athletic director there, who was formerly at Oklahoma, uh, Zach Selman. Uh, that's a name that's been brought up. I don't think that's going to happen but you know there have been some other names too that have been brought up um but we uh we're not going to dive too deep into that because you know with it being late here in the season you just you're probably not going to see a ton of movement kind of like we talked about with A&M even if even if they have their guy uh you're probably not going to see much of anything until uh after the regular season at least uh but that's really our only news Dalt we do have uh we do have some new rankings, though. So, if you have those, I'll uh, I'll let you read that top ten, and we'll kind of we'll talk about these up and down, and 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 just discuss it for a minute before we get into our our uh, week twelve preview. Yes. Uh, so, jumping Ohio State uh, is Georgia. They jump Ohio State from two to one, pushing Ohio State back to two. Then there's Michigan, FSU, Washington, Oregon, Texas, Alabama. Missouri jumps five spots to number nine, and then Louisville moves up one spot into the top ten. Okay, so looking at the top ten, you you literally see essentially no change outside of Missouri jumping in, and then you know Georgia and Ohio State flip flop. Uh, you know, Louisville does technically jump into the top 10 there at number 10. Um, I think everyone probably saw this coming with Georgia jumping back to number one, Dalt, after just, you know, it was a huge top 10 win uh, against Ole Miss, and they, you know, dismantled the Rebels. We talked about that game. Um, but you have your your five undefeateds there in the, at the top five. You know, I've heard the discussions of, the Florida State Washington thing. I mean, how do you, how do you feel on that? Do you think Florida State should be above Washington, or should Washington be above Florida State? I think Florida State is rightfully so ahead of Washington. I feel like if we're looking at the body of work of the team, 
Florida State is the better team. I know Washington has probably the better win in the win over Oregon, but that was at home, and by all intents and purposes, Oregon should have won that game if Dan Lanning had not had his head up his ass. Um, we get into Florida. Well, but anyways, I think Florida State's where they're at because of the big win against LSU to start the year, and I know that's week one, whatever. But kind of like this Alabama-Texas thing, you can't just let go of what happened at the beginning of the year because a team's gotten better and a team's stalled. Like, it is what it is. I think Florida State's a better team than Washington. I think we're going to figure that out in two, maybe this weekend, two weeks, three weeks, whenever Washington has to play somebody that's not hindered at quarterback and has a half-decent defense. Yeah, so I'll push back a little bit on you there. I I personally think if you look at the resume – I think Washington's resume is better. Now, I will agree that as far as like a complete team, Florida State maybe looks a little better, but both of these teams to me, Dalt, have, they've had some games that they've struggled. They've had some games that they've dominated. But, you know, Washington has three top 25 wins. Florida State technically has one. Now, I know Florida State has a win over Duke. They have the win over Clemson. Um, I don't think either of those teams are bad teams, but, you know, right now they're not ranked. I I know they – I don't really like to get into that. They were ranked at the time. They're not now. Like, you know, that playing that game, a a team is what they are. I I think teams get better as seasons go on. Teams get worse. But I just – based on the body of work right now, I I would have no problem with Washington being above Florida State, but I don't also have a huge problem with Florida State being above Washington. If you put those teams on the field right now, I would probably be inclined to agree that I think Florida State would probably win that game just because I do think they're a more complete team as far as all phases of the game. Uh, but, you know, they, the committees, they're high on resumes and then they're high on eye tests and you know, you have the thing with Oregon and Texas still there at six and seven that we've discussed the last couple of weeks. And then, you know, back there at the back of the top 10, Dalt, what do you think about Missouri jumping up to number nine? I mean, how, how do you feel about that? That is a hundred percent. Is that a, is that a Georgia How boost? bad they whoop Tennessee it is. That is a hundred percent what that is. I um. Jumping them ahead of Louisville at nine and one is absurd to me. Like I don't, I don't remotely get what Missouri has garnished to get that. They lost at home to LSU, and LSU is seven and three. Right. And well, their three losses well, are Florida State, Alabama, and Ole Miss. So, I, mean, I don't, 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 don't tell me Missouri's a, just a. a great team because they dog walked Tennessee and lost to Georgia by nine. This is a hundred percent to give Georgia that boost on the resume. Well, could we possibly agree that 10 through 15 could probably beat Missouri on a neutral field? I mean, yeah. Would you, oh yeah. Would you I think there? I I'm think not too. Yeah. I'm, I mean, LSU already did. They're at 15. And then I think you look at, you know, Louisville, Louisville's look good and bad. But then Oregon State, Penn State, Mississippi, and OU. 
I think all four of those teams, like at their best, would probably beat Missouri. Now, again, I'm not trying to discredit Missouri, but I, I just a little bit of SEC bias creeping in here, Dalt, and just just my humble opinion. Oh yeah, we gotta, we gotta can't we wait gotta for pump, that. Pump Georgia up a little bit, you know, and I I feel bad saying it because we're we're going to be fans of SEC teams a year from now, Dalt. But I I just don't think Missouri's the ninth ranked team in the country. I just I don't I don't agree with that. But to continue, you know, down these rankings, you look at, you know, Arizona Dalt, 17, 7 and 3. I mean, what not enough can be said about the job that uh Jed Fish has done out there in uh Tucson uh with the Arizona Wildcats uh with a, a backup quarterback that I guess now is rightfully the starter uh in the Tafiti kid um or Fafidi however I don't I'm not sure his last name but he he's really good um but you got anything else on these rankings or you want to get you want to get right into this this week 12 preview I mean the the rankings are what they are you get outside of the top 10 top top 12 you're I mean outside of the top 10 none of the teams outside of the top 10 are making the college football playoff at this point they're no. just rankings to rankings well, sure, to yeah, boost rankings. whoever played and for bowl it's for bowl games you know position yeah. positions in bowl games and I, we talk about Missouri Dalt I have seen some fan pages on Twitter some some fan accounts on Twitter that are coming up with scenarios in which the Missouri Tigers can make the playoff so that's that's what the committee is giving us ranking them at ninth in the country currently team that's not even going to play for the conference championship uh, has lost to two teams in the top 15 and really beat, you know, Tennessee. That's about it. I mean, I'm not trying to hate on Missouri. I just, I saw, I saw a tweet about that. And I'm just like, come on guys. They're, they're eight and two. They are not making the playoff. There were, there would have to be utter and complete madness chaos for that to happen. Everybody in front of them would have to lose. Yeah. And then lose again. <laughs> Right. You're talking about all these undefeated and uh, one-loss teams. They'd have to, like, totally fall off the face of the earth the last two weeks of the season. But, Dalt, with that, uh, we we will move on from our rankings. And, I mean, you know, this is why we're trying to do two episodes a week. Dalt, we'll we'll get into our our Week 12 preview if you're ready. And uh, our first game, we've got the 20th-ranked North Carolina Tar Heels, Dalt. They're heading on the road to Clemson, South Carolina, uh, 2.30 kick there in Clemson. And Clemson at 6-4, and four, Dalt, they come in here against North Carolina as a 6.5-point home favorite in this game. You think that's right? With how North Carolina's been hit and miss this year, I, I understand it. I don't. I don't necessarily know that Clemson deserves that, but the people in Vegas know something. They know, like you said earlier, they have the time machines. They get to go forward in time just to make these Absolutely. spreads. Um, if you look at how uh, Clemson's played the last two weeks, they look like they've, they've figured some stuff out. But you go back yeah, three weeks really and they have that awful loss to you know, they back back in Aggieland. 
the new Texas A and M head coach. No. Uh, no. Um, I think I think Clemson's found something, and I'm not really sure North Carolina's going to be able to uh, do a whole lot to stop them on offense. And if this goes into a shootout, I could see it going North Carolina's way. But at the same time, this North Carolina defense has kind of put the brakes on people the last two weeks. Uh, I'm going to take Clemson minus six and a half here. Clemson minus six and a half. Man, you know, Drake May, for for what was a pretty lackluster start to the season, Dalt, uh, he's really kind of come on here late, you know, over 3,000 passing yards, uh, 21 touchdowns to the, the six interceptions. You know, I, Clemson always just – every time I pick Clemson, they get me. Like, it never never works out for me when I pick Clemson. But I, I just – I'm not a big believer in North Carolina. And, I mean, like, this is a team that got beat back-to-back weeks by – I mean, you gave up 46 to Georgia Tech and 31 to Virginia. I mean – and then you give up 45 to Duke in double overtime. Who doesn't have Bradley Leonard. Who do, don't have their starting quarterback. And, and their offense, we would both agree, has been very lackluster without Riley Leonard involved. Um, so I, I, just, I just can't trust North Carolina. I think Clemson's defense is good enough. I think, uh, you know, North Carolina, their defense is bad enough to, you know, kind of let Clemson have some, some success. So I, I think I'm with you here, Dalt. I, I think I like Clemson uh, minus six and a half. I I think there's a world with this game being at home that, you know, Clemson, they might separate a little bit and win this game comfortably, like not, not a blowout or anything like that. But I, I just think they may kind of keep North Carolina at arm's length. Uh, I, I could be wrong, I, but I, I just don't – I can't put any faith in, in what the product is that North Carolina is putting on the field. So – I hate to I hate to do it to your boy Mac, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Tigers and Dabo. He's done it to himself. He, well, yeah, it's that that defense, dude. I, I mean, it's it's, uh, it's bad. It's not great. It's not great. So I will give you Clemson six and a half. I'll take Clemson six and a half as well, or minus six and a half. And uh, I guess we'll we'll move right along, Dalt. We've got. Uh, my 10th ranked Louisville Cardinals. They're going on the road to Hard Rock Stadium to take on the Miami Hurricanes in what I talked about earlier, Dalt. This is one of the strangest lines that I think I've ever seen. I literally do not remember a time that I ever saw this kind of line for a game, but this is an 11 a.m. game, Dalt, and Miami comes in as a half-point home favorite. I I literally saw that today when we were talking about the teams we were going to pick, and I'm just like, how is that not just an even line pick them? Like, a half a point? Like, I... Well, yeah, I you might win by three quarters. <laughs> it's essentially a pick them. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is. Like, I, you can't win a game by half a point, so it ain't like there's going to be a push. Like, somebody's going to cover. No. So, I, you know... Yeah, and you can't you what, can't tie, right? 
yeah, it's not possible. So what what are your thoughts on this game, Dalt? Miami, you know, six and four, I believe, coming in here, and obviously Louisville at nine and one. Um Miami's just kind of been up and down. Uh I believe the the quarterback, the Van Dyke kid, is he gonna play or is he still hurt? I know he got, I have he no got, idea, man. He, he he played a he played whenever the third string quarterback got hurt against Florida State. He come in the game and played, I believe, because I believe he finished the game against Florida State, and he was hurt at that point. Um, I don't really think it matters. I feel like Miami just gave everything they had trying to win that Florida State game because it's a rivalry game. But we're going to look at – we're going to look at this Louisville team coming in here like, oh, well, they're going into Miami. Miami just played good. Miami's due for a letdown. And I think it comes this week, and I think kind of like what Louisville did to Duke, Louisville wins this going away. And everybody can say the line is what it is, but give me Louisville plus half a point. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I mean, you you know where I'm going here, Dalt. I, I got to stick oh, with yeah. my Cardinals. I mean – I'm taking Louisville plus plus the half a point. I I just th- this line. I, again, I I can't hardly believe it. It's almost too easy because I think Louisville is going to win this game. Uh, like you said, kind of like they did against Duke. I I mean, I, I would like to say that Miami might have a little bit of a home field advantage, but we both know that that stadium has literally never been full for a Miami football game. <laughs> uh, any any college football team that uh, plays their games in a NFL stadium cannot be taken seriously. I'm sorry. I know Miami and the history that they have, uh, their, you know, 15-year stretch of dominance that they think makes them one of the, you know, perennial powers of college football. It's just not true. Um, yeah, I'm taking Louisville. I think they, they handle the Hurricanes. I I think uh, I think Mario Cristobal's seat is it's going to get warmer after this game. I know he's recruiting at a high level, but uh, I think a lot of people thought Miami might be a lot better than they've been this year. And you're talking about after this game, they're going to be, you know, just one game over 500 with one to play. Uh, they are bowl eligible, but I just don't think that uh, since they since they pulled him away from Oregon, I don't think he's really given them a product or a result that they probably expected uh, as good as he was at Oregon. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking Louisville plus, plus 0.5, plus a half a point. Give me, give me the Cardinals. So with that, we'll, we'll move into all to our first top 25 matchup. Uh, and that takes us over to the big 12. Uh, the uh, what's this? The sunflower showdown, I believe is what it's called. Uh, Kansas yes. number 20, yes. number 21, Kansas state heading on the road to Lawrence to take on the 25th ranked Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, this is a six o'clock. So night kick in Lawrence, probably going to be a good crowd, big rivalry game Dalt. Kansas State comes in here as a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, you know, this game it, it does have you know big implications, not as far as the playoff is concerned, but it does as far as the Big Twelve race is concerned. With Kansas State still being very much in the fight, kind of controlling, they kind of sort of uh, they don't control their own destiny because of the recent clarification of the rules that the Big Twelve made. But uh, <laughs> they are very much in the. Uh, they're very much in the Big Twelve race, Dalt. Um, Kansas State minus seven and a half. What are your What are your thoughts here? Who's playing quarterback for Kansas? 
I mean, is the bean kid out? Oh well, yeah. I don't it, know if he's. I mean, or not. yeah. I didn't think goes out that. with a leg injury, doesn't come back in the game. Uh, even if he does come back in the game, that's that's a big part of his game that he's not going to be as good at with being mobile as he is. Um, I think Kansas State they are on just a huge tear right now. And I know you can say, oh, well, they they lost to Texas, so how can they be on a tear? Texas is the number seven team in the country, and you lost to them in overtime, and you probably should have won that game. Yeah. Um, give me Kansas State. I don't – I know Kansas is going to have a big crowd there. This is a night game on FS1, so I'm sure – Tim Brando is going to be on the call. Oh God! Glad that yeah, will glad, not be watching. Glad that. that glad that glad that Texas plays at six o'clock, so I do not have to listen to Tim Brando. But uh, no, give me Kansas State minus the points. Uh, I just don't see. I know Kansas's offense is pretty pretty high powered, but if Bean's not at the helm, I think you're really handicapped. You only put up was it 13, 14 points on. 13 points on Texas Tech, and Texas mm-hmm. Tech is not a very good football team. Yeah, so I, I was trying to find if uh, Bean was going to play or not, uh, but this is some interesting things here. Kansas has not beaten K-State since 2008. Um, so, the you know, Kansas State, that means they've won 14 straight uh, games in this series. Uh, the last game that was decided by one score or less was in 2018. Uh, 21-17 was the final there. You know, I, I'd like to find if, if they've said anything about Bean playing or not, because I do think that could be a big difference in this game, just with his, I mean, his ability uh, to run and pass. But I, I just don't think that uh, – I just don't think Kansas can – I mean, as, as – Physical as Kansas State plays, runs the football, plays really good defense. I, I just think Kansas is – I just don't think they're quite there under Leipold. I mean, they've made improvements. Uh, it's a solid – you know, they're 7-3. and three. Any Kansas fan should be thrilled with that record. And, I mean, I think they have a chance to win this game, I, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, so, I, I think I'm with you, Dalt. I, I like Kansas State here, minus 7.5 as – as much as I will be rooting for the Kansas Jayhawks to win this game because I would love to see Kansas State go down. That would help my Sooners' chances of making it to Arlington. I just don't think that You don't talk about uh, your purple daddy like that. Yeah. I, I just don't think that's going to happen, Dalt. So I, I'm going to take Kansas State here uh, at minus 7.5 as well as we will continue to pee, be on the exact same page with our picks tonight. Uh, I, I thought about going against you on this one, but I, I just cannot take Kansas in good faith. And maybe they'll cover. I, I mean, seven and a half, I mean, that's just all they got to do is cover by a touch or get beat by a touchdown. I think that's possible. But, I mean, the biggest the biggest plus that Kansas could do in this game to me, Dalt, is make it like a – try to turn it into a shootout, you know, an offensive back-and-forth game. But I, I just don't think Kansas State's going to allow that to happen. So, I, I like the Wildcats mm-hmm. minus seven and a half. Next matchup, we go over to the Pac-12. Top 25 matchup, Dalt, little to no implications really for the playoff. Or I don't think Utah's totally out of their 
out of the conference race, I guess, technically. I I haven't really looked at that Pac-12 race, but I, I know that right now it's pretty safe to assume it's going to be Oregon and Washington. Um, don't, you know, or we got, we got Washington that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Uh, but number 22, Utah adult, the Utes, they're going on the road down to Tucson to take on the 17th ranked Arizona Wildcats. And this game, Dalt, it's at one thirty, and Jed Fish and the Arizona Wildcats are a one point home favorite over the Utah Utes for this one down in Arizona, Dalt. What are what are your thoughts here? Like we like we mentioned earlier, what 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 a great job by Coach Fish doing what he's doing with what he's got in Arizona. This is an Arizona team that everybody and their dog rode off in the beginning of the year. And now he has them seven and three ranked number 17 in the country with some really good wins and some really heartbreaking losses. Let's say this is a team uh, that could easily be nine and one right now. Oh, Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, you look at the loss to USC, they probably, they could have easily won that. Um, I believe the, they should have beat, they could have been they, they uh, Washington by, by Washington. Yep. And then I mean, I think and if they then, played again right now, Arizona would kill Mississippi State. Like, yeah, hundred percent. This team could they could easily be nine and one. I mean, that, there's an argument to be made, Dalt. They could be ten and zero. Oh. I, I mean, again, yeah, that's I a mean, shoulda, coulda, that just could have shoulda, coulda, woulda, of course, obviously. But this is a Kyle Whittingham moment right here this is what he does this is what he does in games that everybody's like oh utah just they're not the same without cam rising this is another ranked team they're gonna lose to kyle whittingham's like you heard him let's let's go (laughs) but uh give me utah minus or plus one i uh you thought you were gonna get one on me there yeah (laughs) No, I'm 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 still a firm believer in Kyle Whittingham. Man, I really thought, which I guess I could change, but man, I, I can't go against Utah here. As much as I like Arizona and you know the Fafita kid, it is Fafita. I mean, true freshman Dalt, and has I think he start, he came in like what week three or four, and he's got you know. Just under 2,000 yards, 16 touchdowns to four picks, has really just basically been the heart and soul of that Arizona team. He's really, really fun to watch. Good player. Um, And, man, we're both going to take Utah here because I'm taking Utah plus one. Um, You know, I I could see Arizona winning this game, but it's like you said, it's a Kyle Whittingham moment. It's it's like a program game. Like – Utah under Kyle Whittingham does not lose to Arizona. Like they just don't. It's just no. Just like they like, don't lose to USC. It, right. Like I mean, as much as I as much as I like this Arizona team, and I mean I, I'm looking at let me look at their remaining schedule. I think that they they're gonna probably go eight and it's four. Them, and if they win this game, if they yeah. win this game, they go nine and three, Dalt. I mean, they could win ten games. 10 games. This Arizona oh, yeah. team could win 10 games. With a bowl game. Uh, so, I mean, 
I, I got to take Utah. I already had Utah wrote down before you and made your pick because I really thought you were going to go Arizona, but it actually does make total sense for you to go Utah because I, I completely agree with you. You you basically made the exact point that I was going to. So I'm going to take the Utes here on the road. Um, just as much as I like, like I said, what Jed Fish is doing for Arizona, it's just Kyle Whittingham. Like it, it's just a, it's a program game. So I, I like Utah plus one. So we'll move on, Dalt. We will head down to the SEC. And what, you know, in the preseason, I would assume a lot of people thought was probably going to be a game that was going to decide the SEC East. Doesn't turn out to be that way as uh, Tennessee has kind of, you know, they've taken a bit of a step back, obviously, from the season they had a year ago. But the uh, number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs, Dalt, they're going on the road to Knoxville to take on the 18th ranked Tennessee Volunteers, who are uh, 7-3 and three now following that loss to Missouri. Uh, this is 2.30 CBS kick. Uh, Georgia comes in here, Dalt, as a 10-point favorite. And, I mean, do we uh, – Hey, I, I might surprise you with this pick. That, I don't think you're going to surprise Go, me. Go, going into Knoxville, I mean, they're hungry for a win. That place is not very easy to play in. And no, you have a you, you have a first-time starting – or you have a first-year starting quarterback that, I mean, he's played in big games, but he played a lot of these big games at home. So, I mean, give me Georgia minus 10. <laughs> how, how did I know that's exactly where that was going? <laughs> I love that. I love it. Yeah, I'm taking a – God, we're the exact same, doll. I can't. I cannot pick against we, Georgia we, after we, after that we, old miss. We won't be on the last game. Maybe. I mean, after after that we won't after be. that week last week, I, I cannot take the ten points against Georgia. I know it's at Knoxville. Neyland's you're right, one of the toughest places in the country to play. Hundred percent agree. But I mean Dalt, we're we're getting into the territory of uh, Georgia potentially racking out another 15 and Odalt, and they're going to be getting dangerously close to that uh, Oklahoma 47 game straight winning streak. I mean, like, because if they go 15 and 0 this year, I think they're going to be at like 31 or something, or 30, like over, it's going to be over 30. And then you're talking about next year. Like, I mean, I don't think that they're going to get there, but. Just brother, probably not. brother, it's they come unlikely. to Austin you, next about, year. They you're put, talking about winning 47 games in a row in the year 2023, 2024. Like it's just extremely unlikely. But like you said, they, they come to Austin. We're going to take care of that for you next year. Okay, uh, Alabama might take care of it in the SEC championship, uh, maybe. But they very well could. Um. Yeah. Give me Georgia. Uh, Joe Milton, mid. At this point, Josh Heupel might be mid. Um, just things have not gone great for Tennessee. You lose to uh, have a very bad Florida team, basically get dominated. Get dominated by Missouri. And then who else have they lost to? Who's the other team they've lost to? Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, get, get absolutely blown out in the second half against Alabama after dominating the first half of that game. So... I can't put in good faith the team that I picked to win the SEC East for whatever reason. I 
still not sure what I was thinking there. Uh, but uh, yeah, give me Georgia minus 10. I think they probably win this game by three touchdowns, to be quite honest with you. I, I don't see why not. So you got anything else? Did to you on see that one, what Eli Drinkowitz we... said? Uh, Did you uh, see well, what Eli Drinkowitz some... said to Go ahead. Josh Heupel at midfield? He literally walks up to him like the quickest coach's handshake you'll ever see. And he goes, we stand on business, Josh. Shakes his hand, walks off. Ooh. That's it. He goes, we stand on business, Josh. Shakes his hand, walks off. Can you imagine getting talked like that to, getting talked to like that by a guy that looks like he To a cosplay Harry Potter. Yeah. (laughs) He, 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 uh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, uh, yeah, hey. Get out of here, nerd. You just beat him thirty six to seven. I mean, Josh Heupel probably he probably said that to Josh, and Josh was probably like, as he walked away, like, what did he say to me? Like, what? <laughs> Excuse me. I, anyway, yeah. I mean, hey, you, you say what you want when you beat a team thirty six to seven. I mean, that that's fine. I have no problem with it. Um, okay, doll. We'll move on. Game of the week, number five, Washington. Probably their uh, their last true test before that conference championship, I would say, because they got obviously Washington State next week. But Washington State has they've severely fallen off here in the back half of the season. But the fifth ranked Washington Huskies, Dolph, they are heading on the road to Corvallis to take on the eleventh ranked your Oregon State Beeves. Oregon State, Dolph, two and a half point home favorite against the Washington Huskies in a game that absolutely has massive playoff implications, massive Pac-12 title race implications. It's a big one, big one, big one for both, Dalt. Who, who knew, do you I, like? I, I knew it thoughts? would be. Tell me all about it. Tell me all about it. I knew it, it would be. Hey, I, well, you going into this year, Oregon State was my my probably third favorite team behind Duke. Now they have moved up to number two in my heart. Uh, DJU just out here having a pretty solid year. Not, not nothing spectacular, but they don't need him to be. They don't ask him to be. Um, just 2,200 yards, 20 touchdowns, four interceptions. But they're, the heart and soul of this offense is the Martinez kid at running back. 1,000-yard rusher, seven touchdowns. And this is a Washington offense that, or Washington defense that is pretty susceptible to getting gouged. Now, mm-hmm. they make up for that by having maybe one of the best offenses in the country. I mean, but, to cut you off, Dalt, this, it's a Washington defense that is very much debatably bad, if we're just going to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is bad. Um, they're, they're bailed out by what is a great offense. But this is a Oregon State team that could very easily play keep away, run the football, keep the ball out of Washington's hands, and make this a very low-scoring game. Now, when I say low-scoring, I mean in the 20s. But if Oregon State can do that, Oregon State can win this game. I have no doubt in that. And I am, I'm high on the Beavers. I think that they have probably the toughest stretch in the next two weeks out of anybody in the country with Washington and Oregon. And it is always, always, always kind of like going to Lubbock. 
it's hard to win in Corvallis. You got the mist, you got the bad weather, the rain, the fog. Give me Oregon State minus two and a half. Go Beavs. Okay, so we are going to be different because I'm going to take Washington because I just don't feel like I can get off Washington. Uh, that's the team I picked to win the Pac-12. Uh, maybe one of the few things, them and Louisville, that I've gotten right this year uh, as far as this podcast is concerned. Uh, you talk about the weather. I'm just going to look at that real quick. Corvallis, Oregon. If I can get it to load here. Um, Saturday, high of 55 with an 80% chance of rain. <laughs> Um, rain showers in the morning will evolve into a more steady rain in the afternoon. Uh, rainfall near a quarter of an inch. That is according to the weather channel. Uh, so, yes. uh, night, night time, it says yes. rain showers in the evening, becoming more intermittent overnight, 40% chance, uh, Saturday night. Um, so yeah, I don't care. Give me Washington. I just, I think I, I do like Oregon state. I like what they do. Is it uh, Jonathan Smith? Is that the coach out there? I believe. Um, yes. I really like the program he's built. You, you're totally right about DJU. I think Clemson would love to have him back right now as with the season he's had all that, you know, we're going to be better off without him. Uh, don't, not sure, not sure many Clemson fans would be, uh, claiming that today. Um, and I, yeah, I, I like Oregon state Dalt, but I, I just think, I think Washington is just, there may be a bit much and, and even in maybe some not great weather, Give me the Huskies uh, plus two and a half. Uh, I think uh, I may regret this. Probably will. Um, one of us, uh, we're either going to have a really good week, Dalt, or really bad weeks, you know, with, with these picks because we've been spot on <laughs> exact same. Um, but, yeah, give me Washington real quick, uh, plus two and a half. And to uh, recap here, we both like Clemson minus six and a half. We both like Louisville plus a half both like k-state minus seven and a half both like utah plus one both like georgia minus 10 and i like washington plus two and a half you like oregon state minus two and a half now dalton i will ask you do you have a super dog locked and loaded i do and this one's going to kind of shock you because i just found it like not even I really 20 hope it's minutes not ago. Oh no. Uh it is the where did it go? I I even forget. Oh, it is the Florida International University. Okay. I don't even know what they are. I think they're the Golden Panthers going to uh, Arkansas. Yeah, something and like they that. are Yeah, they are they are 30 20 Nine and a half point dogs. I I just don't think Arkansas is that good. Yeah, I don't think Arkansas is that good to beat them that bad. Um, what was a lot of hype for KJ Jefferson going into this year now being talks of Coach Pittman getting fired at the end of the year. Um, not gonna make a bowl. So, yeah, I don't think that FIU will be within three scores, but I don't think Arkansas is winning by four. 
No, I think that's about as uh, probably as solid as a uh, super dog as you could probably possibly have. You're going to be probably totally surprised and may think I'm an idiot for what I'm fixing to say. But uh, give me the Rutgers Scarlet Knights at plus 20 and a half against Penn State. I uh, I have Double no faith five. in Penn State after uh, the performances they've given me against these uh, two two good teams in the uh, Big Ten. I, I You know, I don't love... Rutgers do not think they're going to win this game. Uh, it is at Penn State, so I, I may look like a total idiot here, Dalt, and I, I'll own it if I do. Um, but you should love this because you're a known Rutgers fan. Um, so, yeah, give me Rutgers plus I 20 am. and a half. I, I, that's fine with me. I, I, I'm taking Rutgers plus 20 and a half. We'll see what they can do. Come on, don't let me down, even though nobody cares about college football in New Jersey still or New York. They don't care. Bold prediction, Dalt. You got a bold prediction, and we'll get out of here. My bold prediction is that BYU plays the game of their life and upsets Oklahoma this week. Of course. How predictable. Oh, wow. Leave it up to a Texas fan to say something like that. Okay. BYU beats Oklahoma. What a surprise. What a surprise. You want to – what what's the score going to be to that game, Dalt? Oh, if, if my bold prediction holds firm, enthuse me. It'll be twenty-eight twenty-four. Cougars. Okay. That's bold. There, that's, that that's what bold. that's what it's there for. Um. Mine's definitely not quite as bold, but I, I mean, I do think it would be a major upset. Um, I mean, I don't think it's that unrealistic, but I do think it's a bold prediction because uh, it's a you know a team double digit underdog going on the road in the SEC. Give me the Florida Gators to beat the Missouri Tigers in Columbia. That's my bold wow. prediction. Uh, I not high on Missouri. I think they're a, they're a fine team, but. I don't know why. I think this is a uh, maybe a potential program turning win for uh, Mister Napier and the boys down at Florida. Five and five. Not a lot of people probably giving them even a remote chance to win this game, and Missouri might kill them. Very possible. But yeah, my bold prediction, Dalt, <laughs> is that Florida beats Missouri on the road. So, with that, Dalt, we've got a. Uh, We've got a pretty good slate here. We uh, kept this episode about the right length that I wanted it to be at, so that was a good job by us. I'm going to give the little proverbial pat on the back to uh, to the two uh, hosts here. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it, Dalt. It should be a good weekend. Uh, I do have to work, sadly. I don't know if you do or not, but... Um, nope, I work Friday night. No, lucky you. So, big weekend, uh, you know... A lot of things going on. A lot of uh, we're we're getting down to the nitty gritty, doll. We got two weeks to go. Then we got conference championships. We got, uh, I I believe every conference is still technically open except the SEC as far as the Power Five goes for who those teams are going to be. Nobody has, not even I don't think at any other conference nobody has even clinched a spot except uh, Florida State. I think has clinched a spot in the ACC. I believe, um, but outside of them and then the SEC being decided already, uh, you do have some teams. Obviously, in the Pac-12, Big 12, and they, they there are some potential for some spots to be clinched. So, big weekend of college football, Dalt, as usual. 
Uh, but if you don't have anything else, I guess we maybe will try to be back with another recap episode this week. And if so, we will see you then. If not, we'll see you about a week from now. And with that, Dalt, I guess we're out. Uh, don't forget to cover the flats. enjoyed this episode of the cover two podcast please leave us a rating or write us a review tell your friends about the podcast and help us grow the show you can find episodes on apple iHeart, spotify and youtube just search the cover two podcast and you'll find us if you want to contact us or be a guest on the show we're on facebook x instagram and tiktok as the cover two podcast you can also email us at cover two podcast 2021 at gmail.com we appreciate all of you for listening and supporting our show 